0: Good evening. Welcome to everyone who has joined us, through Zoom this evening. We're missing it, we're missing you all, but we understand. Um, just a, to go over two points that we mentioned last week as a slight chazara, but just a bit of clarity. Um, so we started discussing last week the halachas of Klisha Mulakhtar al most, most of last week's share was about Klisha Mulakhtar al um, this week we are going to be discussing mit Hashem of klisha m'lachta le'isra. Now, we touched on last week the alochus of a pot. And we discussed that a pot is a klisha m'lachta le'isra because its primary use is to cook. And people were asking for very specific um, ideas as to what they can do with their pots. So the halakha is that as a person is allowed to use a pot to fill up water to serve as a drink most people wouldn't use a pot for this purpose but that, we're not that, that's not the idea the idea is the halakha would be that it's mutah halakha would be that it's mutah and which, by the way um, there will be a we'll, we'll allocate we'll allocate some time at the end of the shir for questions um, If people can can uh, hold in their questions if, if people have a question um, we can write it down in case they forget. Or oh, at the end of the shir, we'll allocate some official times that people can ask questions. Um, so we discussed the alakha of a pot. So we said that a pot is a kishim l'achtal isa because its primary use is for cooking. But um, the that but the al-akha is that a person can use a pot in the Torah of Gufoy. Every kishim l'achtal Issa is to use it for its own usage as long as that usage is a double heta. So therefore, filling up a pot with water to, to have a drink when the pot is obviously clean would be a tzaira and it will be mutter. it will be Um We also said that when the pot has food in it, then that would also have a din of a klish m'lach because it's, even though it's Ica purpose is to cook, but it is also used to retain the food afterwards and therefore, because of that, while it's got food in it, it will be it will serve as a kisham l'achta Lahata. Now, a point which we discussed last week, which I clarified with the Rav Shvita, um, that the halacha is as follows: This is written on the third point on the on the on the paper. That when it comes, to, we discussed the shaila last week. If a person has finished using his pot on Shabbos and he wishes to clear it away from the sideboard, and he wants to put it in the sink. We discussed what exactly the definition of his heter is. And we won't say what we did say, we'll say what we will say this week. Uh, as a clarity from the Rav, that the Rav la Locha that a person who gets satisfaction from placing a pot in a sink is not called Saref Gufay. That means, Taref is only when I physically use a pot for its own hishtamsas. If I use it physically, so I use the pot for that water, that will be called Taref that would be mutter. However, if I am pleased by the fact that the pot is in a certain place, I haven't used the pot. I've just had satisfaction from what I've done with the pot. So I've placed it in the sink. That gives me satisfaction, whatever that... You know, you know that it'll be ready for you when, when you're able to do the washing out, but showers. So like if it's satisfaction, that will not be called sarakufai. However, if the pot is in a place where by clearing it away from that place you will get satisfaction by the fact that your sideboard is tidy, that, says Rav Ravagshnita, is called Sarah Mukhaimai. Even though you're not going to be using that place in particular for any other use the reason why you're moving it away is purely because you get satisfaction from having a tidy house that is also called Torah So that's this evening's first Kiddush, that satisfaction from having a place empty is called Torah And therefore any Klisha Malakta isra you may move away from a place because, purely and simply because you would like that place to be empty. Now, it happens to be that the pot is a very bad example anyway for this whole halacha. And this is something which is not written on the paper, so you might want to add it in. There's a halacha called a graf shari. A graf shari is a halacha in muqsa that applies to anything which is uncomfortable in front of a person. A person is allowed to move any muksa item totally out of his way purely because it's uncomfortable for him to have it in front of him. A dustbin, a, 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 a nappy from a baby, all these are very obvious examples of a graf chauri, either because it's smelly or because it's uncomfortable. And therefore, a pot that has leftovers, which the, you would now wish to place the pot in the sink because it's time to wash it up, just you can't wash it up yet because it's still Shabbos, that placing of the pot in the sink will be a total of a graf into the sink, because the pot is unpleasant to uh, walk around your kitchen and you're seeing a pot that is dirty. It's uncomfortable. You it, it, it might not be so put off by it like you'd be put off by other things, but it's still uncomfortable. Anything which is uncomfortable has a het or so Sorry. Any muqsa? Any muksa. So that's not really uncomfortable. It's, it's, it's I can't Sorry. Have my Right, but it's, 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 that's not called a Why not? Because it it has to be that there's something not despicable about it. It has to be, it has to be off-putting. Right? Right? When when we say the word uncomfortable, we mean off-putting. It is off-putting to, to see on your, walking along your sideboard in your kitchen, and you notice a pot that's got some greasy chicken left, chicken soup leftovers, right? It's off-putting. Now, you might not get, if you don't get off-put by it, you won't have a heta of Graf Shari. Graf Shari is a very personal thing. But just because you don't want it to be there, in that place, and the item itself is not uncomfortable, it, is not off-putting, is a better word to say it, you wouldn't have a heter. So in your case, that'll be, a uh, laptop is a kisham al isa you'd anyway have a heta of in your case. Right? You're allowed to move, if you want to eat on your Shabbos table, and you forgot to put it away, the computer is a kisham al akhtal Right? You'll be allowed to. But that's nothing to... That, that wouldn't be... That wouldn't be connected with the graph showery. um Sorry? Anywhere. Oh, graph is meant to put anywhere. Obviously, you would put it in a place that you would no longer be... Feel uncomfortable by it. You can put it anywhere. That's correct. That's correct. Um, okay. Now, it's interesting to point out that although we've uh, said, the shame uh Ralph Greenberg, that self, that satisfaction is not called Tzaref gufoy. However, it is important to be aware that Rekiveh in Mesecha Shabbos, Stav Samo Chomad Aleph, La La'alacha, based on the totes over there, that Simchas Chosem V'Kaloh is considered to be Tzaref gufoy. That means that Rekiveh is talking about a case where um, you send candlesticks. Let's say you have, you have a wealthy man and he he wants to send a chasna present to a, a newly married couple. He wants to send them candlesticks. And he's decided that Shabbos is the day that he wants to sell them candlesticks. You know, it, happened, it could be that it's, it's just, it, obviously they'll be using it the week after, they won't be able to use it this week. But he's decided that, you know, he's just realized that he's, he's, he, brought, he brought candlesticks waiting for uh, the, the lucky couple. And uh, he happened to dawn on, on himself that Shabbos, that he hadn't given it yet, and he wants to give it on Shabbos. Now, obviously, we're not discussing the Issa Tzah here, um, obviously one, one would have to have the area in place and make sure that the, the, the transferring is mutza, that's nothing to do with the As far as the is concerned, Hezra since the person knows that the Chos and the Kala will get so much happiness, somebody turns up on their doorstep on Shabbos morning with a beautiful set of silver candlesticks. Ah, oh, Azaz Simchas Chos and Kala. That, says is called Why? Because it's a Simchas Mitzah. Mitzvah. When it's a Simchas Shal Mitzvah, the simcha has so much chashivas to it, that that is called a, a satisfaction, That is, we look at it as if you're making use out of the actual item, because receiving the item gives the person the hanah. But not just hanah, it has to be a mitzvah to get that hanah. So that's Rekiveg and he takes this from a toysus, toysus do not simcha's yontiv. says you can send someone to someone of the Yontev if you know that it will give them simcha by receiving the present. You can send a present to someone on Tov. Obviously, again, you're taking care of the problem of So Tov is anyway not a problem of um, Yontav. You've, you've, you're allowed to send a present to someone on Tov if you know, uh, it's a muxa item, if you know that by giving it to someone on Tov, they will get simcha's Tov by receiving the gift. Say, so, No. No, no. So that's why I'm saying that's that's why I'm saying this now, because it's only when the simcha is a simcha mitzvah that comes as a result of receiving the item. So that is called etzayof kufay. Sorry. No, no, no. It's not into the fact that we use the Shabbos candles. It, the, it's purely because you get Simcha from receiving it. Nothing to, nothing to do with the fact that you might end up using it. You, you're not allowed to use it on, this week, right? It's, it's going to be also. Awesome. It's got nothing to do with the fact that you might use it. It's purely it's purely, the, it's purely the Simcha. Purely the Simcha. Um, yeah. Um so that's very important to, that's, uh, so though that we've said that Torah Kufa is not called satisfaction, but there are cases where, it's a Simcha Shal Mitzvah, that Chazal looked at that as, as, as it's, since the Simcha is coming from the actual item, it's as if, it's as if you're being Mishdamish with it. So that's a Yes. So that was, that was what Mr. Manson asked. And the answer is, it's got nothing to do with using it. It's purely the fact that I've received it. It gives me Simcha. If something turns up on your door, Shabbos morning, with a beautiful silver candlesticks, I guarantee you, you will mamish get Simcha. And you, it, won't even, it won't even enter your mind that you can't use them today. Correct? Do you agree with me? It won't enter your mind that, oh, I can't use it today, what a shame. I mean, yeah, you'll, you'll think it's a shame, but it won't take away from your, from your sippuk of receiving the present. Yes. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about some examples of a Kishamahd al Issa. So some obvious examples is a hammer. A hammer is used for binyan purposes and bainah is an Issa on Shabbos. So any Kaili that is needed in the process of being of of doing an a a action that involves an Issa and it doesn't have to be an issad It can even be an issad rabbanon. That is brought down by the at the beginning of simchas shenches. He Paskins that b'shen the that even an Issa rabbanon will 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 classify a kli as a kli shem lachdel esa. And there's many examples of, of things which are only a suraj In fact, the, the majority of hachshavas is 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 a, a suraj rabbanon, as we famously know that that Khazawa were first they were so concerned about Hebel Shabbos that they were gozer, xeris, and more So the majority of a Shabbos is a Surah Jabono. A pen. A pen is a very obvious example of a klishim Menachtel Esa because obviously you can't write on Shabbos and that would be an Esadera So the pen, which is a utensil used to write with, and uh, will also be a klishim Menachtel Esa. Sewing needle is also an obvious example. Because sewing is tefira is a melacha. It also happens to be a melacha Minatoya. and etc. Those are a few examples. Now, these objects are not classified as mukzamachmas gufay. Mukzamachmas gufay is something that doesn't have a use on Shabbos. So, in even a stone is mukzamachmas gufay. It has no intrinsic use on Shabbos. Therefore, it is going to be Machmas gufay, and there's no heter to move it at all. We mentioned that already last week, that a stone is muximachos gufoy. A hammer is not muximachos kufay Why? What makes a hammer and a pen, a kli shemalakhtoy le'issa, more than muximachos by a stone? The answer is, they all have a permissible use. They all have a use that is mutter on Shabbos. Just happens to be that the way you want to use, the way they're usually used, is that they're used la'if and issa. So a hammer is usually used to knock things when you want to build. But you could use it to crack open a nut. Crack opening your nut is something which is not on Shabbos. And therefore, the, the reason why they have a halakh al al-issa is because at the end of the day they have a use which is permissible on Shabbos. Anything that has a use permissible on Shabbos gives it a tiras kaili. It's got a shame-kali on Shabbos because I can use it for something. Why is it called the Klisha Malakhtal Issa then? Surely you should say that it's a Klisha Malakhtal Heta because I can use it as my nutcracker. The answer is you don't usually use a hammer to crack open a nut. Usually you would use a nutcracker. Right? And therefore its primary use is not for the sake of cracking open a nut. Therefore, that usage would not create it into a clue to the extent that it's a Klisha Malakhtal Heta but... It, therefore, it will still be kushev nachal kush, issa but it's enough of a reason that, that it gives it to us Kali as opposed to be mox machas because it still has a use on Shabbos. A sewing needle can be used to remove a splinter. That's a mishnah in Shabbos. Both these examples of a hammer and a splinter are both Mishnah and Shabbos. The mishnah clearly tells us that they can be used in this uh, in this purpose. Obviously, if 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 you're going to extract blood by removing the splinter, that'll be a different issa. But very often. There's no removal of blood involved when you when you use it when you take out a splinter, and therefore a needle will be muttered to use to take a splinter out on Shabbos, because even though it's a kri Isra, because its primary use is for a is is for sewing, but it's got a Tayas kli because it has a permissible use on Shabbos to remove a splinter, and therefore it'll be mutter to move it le'tayach kufay le'tayach mekayimay, but not mechamal Um, the simple understanding is that a bar of soap people some, you know, people have shower gel and people also have bars of soap. People have different ways of washing themselves. A bar of soap pashtas is Moks and Gufay and not Eklish Shem even though the Khairah you are you, you use it to wash yourself and the bottom part you don't use the whole thing in one go the bottom part which um, holds up the, the top layer and that usually the definition of a kali is something that you use to be um to to, to do something with it. Moksumachmaskufoy is something that gets used up. Right? So in this case a, a bar of soap, the usage of soap is that it gets used up. Even though you would reuse it Right? So c- the definition of a Cayley is something that gets reused. It gets used again and again and again and it will never finish off. Or oh, it's possible not to give it a shot. Even if it's a throwaway, a throwaway um a has also got a Taurus calee, even though you would throw it out. The answer is that you don't need to throw it out. You've cho- you've decided to throw it out. The definition of a clear is that it's reusable. In its in its function it's reusable. Not necessarily what you would what you would, you would actually retain it, but the fact that it's possible to retain it gives it a Ta'as Kaili because it's reusable. Therefore, soap is not reusable. Obviously, you will use it cause when it runs out, and that might take a long time, but the idea of soap is to use it up. And therefore, it will be considered to be Muqsa Machmas Gufay, and one will not allow to move, to move soap for any standard purpose. Even Mechamel itself, for protecting it, would be osa, because it's muqsamach Um We've written a uh, that even though, this is a chedosh from Rav Falk in Zachav he speaks out that even though, in the case of soap, the way you use it, is by the, you only only the outer layer of the bar of soap gets rubbed off, and you're holding it with the bottom layer, so you could technically claim that it gives it a shame keili, because the bottom is mishamash the top. So you could technically say that it's got a teres Cayley. Says Rafael that since the status of soap can also be in liquid form, when it's in liquid form, you're not, the bottom doesn't, isn't Mishamish the top part. It just, just pulls out of the keli. So soap doesn't have to be in the format of the bottom holding the top, and therefore, soap always will have alocha moksimachas <laughs> gufai. So that's, that's Rav Falk's, as uh, that tells Pesach, in Zohar Vashama, the bar of soap will have alocha moksimachas <laughs> gufai. And a paintbrush is a kishimalachta le'issa, because a paintbrush is used, um, The it's a proper keili, because it gets reused, and the bottom, the actual paintbrush, is mshamash, the paint, that is on the top, and you will always have it there, even, again, even if it's only to be checked out, but um, it doesn't have to be checked out, um, but the paint itself, this is very, very interesting, even though the reason why the paintbrush is muxa is because you paint with it, the paint itself is muxa machmas gufai, because paint gets finished. Anything that gets finished and doesn't, can't be reused, doesn't have a taras keili. So, it comes out something very interesting. The reason why a paintbrush is muksa is because you use it for painting. But the halach of the paint and the halacha of the paintbrush have two separate dinim. The paintbrush is a keili, because it doesn't get used up. And therefore, since its use is le'isa, paint, painting, it's a kishim l'aqta le'isa. The paint, the paint itself, gets used up. By, through painting, gets used up. You can't reuse it. And therefore, the paint itself will be Moksha mux- map- good for you. So that's very interesting. You can have the same, co- the same reason that they're both muxa, but yet they have different statuses of Moksha based on their function. Um, a- Sorry? I don't fully hear the question. If somebody's unwell in the house, then what? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, because there's no Issa, the, the, there's there's no or rechitza for a chayla. Um, yeah, as long as as long as in as, as long as in halacha the chayla that you're referring to has a heta of chilul shabbos to whatever extent, which generally it does when it comes to rechitza. So, yes, and now yeah we 're going to discuss in a second um, about raful we 're going to talk about tablets soon, actually, so tablets will also will also be relevant to soap. Um, a pencil is also got a Kaley, even though the usage of a pencil is to write, um, and therefore it 's a isa but it 's not maxim gufi, even though it doesn 't have a obvious use, but because. A pencil is an essential support to the writing tip. It's supporting the tip, and even if the pencil gets used up eventually, it might take a very, very long time. But every pencil gets eventually used up. So therefore, you could claim that it will be much more skillfully for that price. So it's not something that gets reused. Uh, eventually, it will be chucked out. But since the way it functions when you use it is that the actual pencil supports the tip, that you only, you're only writing with a tip while you're actually writing, because that tip will wear off constantly and we'll get to the furthest point. Therefore, the halacha is that a pencil is a keili and not muqsamachmas gufay because the bottom supports the top. Um, the Mishnah Brewer in Sifkata Lama Dalet says that a wax candle, some people light their Shabbos candles um, wax. Some people like oil. If you have a wax candle in your house, a wax candle is a and not even though a wax candle gets used up. And this happens every time you, it, it melts. The reason why it goes out is because it melts. Right? So while you're actually using it, it will get used up. And yet, the Mishtabur says it's a kishimach Esa, seems, which seems problematic, based on the logic that we've said until now, it should come out that anything that gets used up in the process of its use, just like the painter's muximach bl because it gets used up, it doesn't have a teres kali the same should apply to a wax candle. So, according to Rav Falk, this is very easy to understand, because even though it gets used up, just like a pencil is an essential it holds up the tip. It's an essential part to the to the tip of the to when you write. A candle is an essential support to the flame. So even though when you are lighting with it, it will eventually melt down. But at the end of the day, while it's lit, you can't have a flame without a candle. So the candle in halacha has actually got halacha of a The candle is actually holding up the flame, holding up the wick also, and therefore that gives it a halacha of a and that's why the Mishnah Brok Paskams that a wax candle is a Kali ke- ke- Shemlachta um, L'Essa. Interestingly, Rabbi Shoiman Zalman gives a different reason why, why a wax candle is a Kali ke- Shemlachta as opposed to Mukzimach Moskufa, even though it gets used up, is because the function of a candle is not purely to get melted down. The function of a candle is not just for burning purposes, it's to, it's to provide light. It provides light. Light is a Ishtamshus. So anything which gives up something is always got a Taras Khali. And therefore while it is lit, it gives the use of, of light, therefore that would be a reason that it's got enough of a function to give it a Taras Khili. Now this comes with very fascinating halacha. A catalogue. What is the definition what is the halachic status of a catalogue? A catalogue is a Kaili Shemalach il Why? Because the reason why people have catalogues catalogs is that they can select items to buy. Buying is something that you can't do on Shabbos. So therefore a catalog is a... Somebody who enjoys looking at photos in a catalog. So a catalog is full of very nice uh, pictures of uh, all sorts of appliances and aeroplanes. Depending, your travel agents will have photos of an uh, aeroplane um people that sell appliances will have photos of of cookers and phones nowadays um there's phones galore in every catalog you are allowed kointer shonizaman you are allowed to look at the photos on Shabbos, if you enjoy looking at those photos Oh, it looks like a nice phone. Schmuck, Yeah, let's 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 flip the catalog. Let's let, let's look at phones today. Shabbos afternoon. I'm feeling a bit tired. Close my close, close my Gemara. Let's open a catalog and start looking at photos of phones. Now, photos on his almond. You have to be very very careful you don't get involved with any other of... So, if you look at the price, so the phone costs nine ninety nine, right? A lot, everything nowadays costs point nine nine. That will be an issa because the second you look at the price, you're already getting involved in in ubd and you're already getting uh, potential problems of dabid dava. You might end up discussing it and all sorts of uh, that's a di- completely different issa. As long as so, this is obviously something which is a bit tricky to avoid. It's a bit tricky to avoid looking at the price, but if you're careful and you purely look at the photos, Shmuzalman says that's totally mutter because you're using a kishem rachti issim and. It's it's enjoyable to look at the photos. And you're, we said before that enjoyment is not. Here the enjoyment is coming kind from of the actual usage. Right? So it's much better. You're using the actual thing to get Hana for looking at the photo. That would be notah. Uh, so that's very interesting. Now, a phone book is exactly the same thing. A address book, which has phone numbers in it, is a klizh sh'malakhtu l'isa. Fascinating enough. Because the primary purpose of a phone book is to know how, who to call or what their number is to make a phone call. You don't know the person's number who lives three, three, um, three streets away, right? What do you do? You look at the phone book. Therefore, its primary purpose is to uh, help you make phone calls. Making a phone call is something you don't have to do on Shabbos. And therefore, a phone book has a status of a Akhishah Malakhtah Le'esah. What is the arach of al Malakhtah You may use it, the Turk Kufayi. And therefore, what would be a permissible turf of Gufoy on Shabbos for a phone book? Very simple. It's got an address in it also. It says, Ru'uven lives on number three. Number three, the woodlands, let's say. Why do you need to know his address? I've got two reasons. Either because he's making a kiddush on Shabbos, and I forgot where he lives. So I'll open my phone book and I'll say, Ah, Mr... Plony is making a kiddush the Shabbos. I was invited. I'd like to go to the kiddush, but I've forgotten where he lives. But I know his name, so I look in the phone book and I'll see it says his name. And I've noticed, that I've realised that it's him. There happens to be another person who's got the same name, but I've realised it's not him. I know, I know that well enough, right? And it says where his address is. So that's good for you because you're going on Shabbos. You're going to be going to his house, your host for your Shabbos meal. Terrible! You've forgotten where he lives, or you never asked him before. You never been to his house before. You have no idea where he lives. What are you going to do? You're going to have you're going to stay home because you don't know where he lives. No, you're allowed to go to his house, but you don't know where he lives. You are allowed to look in the phone book to see where his address is. So that on Shabbos you can go to his house. So even though a phone book has a kriyah benachter eser, because its primary use is to, is to make a phone call, but it can be used it's a good for you to look up an address. So that you... Obviously, if you enjoy looking at, looking at phone numbers, which is a bit strange, um, that would also be mutter. Right? That would be like the catalog case so you can look at the photos. But that obviously wouldn't be a very normal um, usage of a phone book. But this case would be mutter. Right. An air conditioning... Conditioner remote is actually Because it can be used... It's got a teres as opposed to muqsamah masgufoy because it's got a use. You can place it on papers... Right, the, the papers might blow away from, from the air conditioning. Um, and therefore, you would be allowed to place the remote on top of papers to make sure they don't blow away. And you are moving a klisha minakta'es <laughs> to the kufay. Now let's go back to tablets, which, which was raised a second ago. Um, a healthy person, tablets have no use on Shabbos. And therefore, they are Muksa Mahmas Gufoi. They have absolutely no use for him on Shabbos whatsoever, and therefore, for this person, a tablet may not be used for any purpose at all, even if it 's Muhammadham, even if you 're going to protect them from potentially them getting them getting spoilt and they 've been left open, the paracetamol has been left open. it can be quite common. Paracetamol is the most, uh, probably the most common used uh, tablet nowadays. Right, it can be left open by mistake, and you therefore you ride. It might get wet. It is osa. Awesome. You may not. You may not do that. You should have ride about that on Friday. However, if there is someone in the house or somebody who he is aware that requires the tablets on Shabbos and they're not feeling well, and you are providing it for them, that would be considered to be no longer muksa because for this person they have a use. For this person, they have a use. So if you're helping your friend or you're helping your next-door neighbor because he's not feeling well, and they've asked you to help them, um, to go and decide to help them is is, is a bit tricky in the shine. To go and decide for myself that it's not Muxa because I might find someone, that wouldn't be okay. But if you are aware of someone, and you're helping them, so your child is not feeling well, then even though you don't require it, because you're moving it for somebody that does, it will not have a taylas muksa to the item because it's being used. It's being moved for that person, so that will be called. Um, it w- it wouldn't even be muksa b'chal. It's not shot You're moving it to a It's it's no longer muksa because now right now it has a use. A cover. Yeah. Are you to the way? So that's already a shaila of 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 of, of Sakona correct? Because if the child takes it. Right? Then it might be dangerous for him to swallow it. Correct? Generally speaking, tablets are very dangerous for kids to swallow. So that's a very different question. That's not f- that's not for the sake of the tablet. That's for the sake of the child. Right? So so if it, if it's if it's in a place where it's very very likely the child will take it, uh, then you would be allowed to move it because it's a, that's our sakana. Sakana is uh, sakana takes away everything, but i think it, it would have to be that this the, the potential of the child taking it is very obvious like if if uh, if if it has to be within obvious reach to to be to be called enough of a of a sacona for the child um, yeah sorry yes i mean you should be careful anyway yeah 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 It's 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 not a very yeah, yeah, but uh, it can happen, it can happen, it's right, it's quite common, Um it's quite common that, that, uh, that you've realized that the tablets weren't put away properly from, from the last usage and, and the child might take it and, and swallow it and therefore that would be obviously, obviously different, yeah, correct. Um a cover that is used to protect a computer or a phone, so people often have covers, um that they use for showers because they don't want the computer to be to be, to be visual it 's covered childless to cover it, or you have the color for the telephone, um, that would be considered Muksa, even though a cover intrinsically is just a piece of paper it 's just a bag a, a bag is not Muksa, however, in this case, it would be the Mr. bridge cotton Yud Paskins, that any anything which is miyuchad that 's set aside and designated to serve a Muksa item, which in this case the covers is the computer and the phone, even if it 's just there. For protection purposes, to make sure it doesn't get dusty, that would be, it would make it mukhsa, and you would, it would have whatever halacha the computer has. It, it's got the same halacha, it's got the same muksa status as the computer itself. Um, the Mishnah writes that, in that, in that sifkotin sifkotin yud, that if a person has a kaili, which is generally used for a forbidden purpose, but sometimes he would use it for a, a permitted purpose, it will only become a if he is and designates it and sets it aside for the Issa use. For example, I've given an example here of a fishing net. A fishing net is primary, primarily used for fishing. However, you could, some people, let's say they have a ball game. The, the idea of a ball game is to catch the ball. Somebody throws the ball in the air and the, instead of th- hitting it back with a bat, you would catch it with a fishing, with a fishing net, let's say. So you are a person that uses a fishing net also for something which is must to do on Shabbos. There's nothing wrong with, with doing that action on Shabbos. You're allowed to play games, provided you don't do any other swim, you're, you're allowed to do that on Shabbos. And therefore, for this person, because he also uses a fishing net for a hat purpose on Shabbos, the fishing net will only become a Kishim Lach tal if he designates it that its primary use is for fishing. Now, most Klisha Malachta have this intrinsically. Generally, Klisha Malachta isa by default, is meyuchad because it's obvious that that's what you would use it for. But this is an example of something that you wouldn't. So, the ruch would be that it would be muttered to be in the Hamlet as long as you, you decide to designate it as a Klisha Malachta So, you've designated your fishing net to be used for fishing. Um, a Klisha Malachta May only be moved and used leteruf gufai if one does not have a kli This is also Pascal in Mishnah of se'casa nidalev, very important aloha, that you are not allowed to use a hammer to crack open a nut if you have a nut cracker accessible. The, the exactly the gedo of what's called accessible is not so clear, but on a general on a general basis, if it's if it's easy for you to get hold of a kli shemalach for this very purpose. Then you would not have, a, you would not be allowed to use a klisha after issa. Klisha issa is only if you do not have available to you a klisha If somebody is using the klisha leeta and you can wait, then that would also be cool. That it's accessible. It's called accessible to you. You don't have to use your klisha after now. It's not an emergency. You can wait until the person's finished with the nutcracker. So then that would also be called cool that you have it. If it's an emergency and you have to use a klisha right now and the Kishma is in the house, but it's not available because someone else is using it, and you can't take it away from them in the current situation, then that would be different, and you'd be allowed to use the Kishma <laughs> Rachta Um Another halacha, <laughs> or a couple of halachas, then we'll finish off for this evening. Halacha um, is, if you pick up a Kishma Rachta you would be allowed to continue moving it, as long as you didn't put it down, you'd be allowed to continue moving it after you've completed its usage and put it anywhere you wish in the entire house, even though you no longer require it. So, the mukhabba and Tzif Gimel clearly in you're allowed to continue walk, walking with the item, put it down in a completely different place, even though you no longer require it. If you put it down, however, that will be different. This halacha only applies to a klisha m'lachta le'issa. Muqsa mahmas which has no use at all if you pick it up, you will not be allowed to continue moving it. It's only when it comes to the Rahful Issa. Um the Moganavram Paskins uh brought quoted the Mr. of in its Gimel, that if you were to pick up a Krishna Issa by mistake, so you did not pick it up the Tsaf Ghufae, you would also be allowed to continue walking with it. I, you, you didn't have a reason you, you picked it up by mistake and not the sofguy. The answer is since it has a taras kheli, because it is muttal toi even if that wasn't the purpose that I originally picked it up for, because I, I wasn't thinking, you would still have the same, exactly the same hata. However, that this halacha... <laughs> yes, yes. So you don't have to just move it. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, as long as if you moved a Kishrat al-Isra, Tzach you would be allowed to continue putting it anywhere you wish. Even though, even though the actual fact of, of removing it from its place is itself the only reason why you moved it 100% yeah and uh, this only applies to not to because it has to have a, a key. yes we'll we'll finish that anyone who has any passion on this shares all welcome to ask it sure sorry can you speak a bit louder please if you don't mind just raise your voice slightly go on Yeah, that's not a cliche, That that's not a, a heta, Hestam just on Shabbos. You're not allowed to write. Yeah, but, but so if they tell you they are not going to do the operation without writing, so the, the the best you can do is do it with a shinai. But the answer is yes. The answer is yes. You'd be allowed to. I believe. I believe the halacha is that if, if you have no other way out, you'd be allowed to write with a pen. But you, it's better to do it with a shinai. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can use the hammer. If you have a nutcracker that is covered up with some metal, is it better to use a hammer which is not confined to it or to you move the moxer to get the real nutcracker? So, as long as you have a hammer to move the 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 klesham al-aflahata, um if it's put if it's put if it, you're talking about a case where it's placed on top of another muxa item, yeah, is it better to just go ahead and use the hammer? So, I I would say I would I would say not. I would say not. I would say that I would say that you should take away the kisha Laheta from the fact that it's placed on top of a muqsa item. As long as it's mutta to move it for its own use, even though right now it's on top of muqsa, if right now, let's say you wouldn't have a kishrakhta, at all, tool, right? You'd, that, t- taking that kishrakhta away would be totally mutta, correct? So, I would say, I would say that this case is not, I would say this case is not any worse than that because as long as you have a heta to move a Krishna Rahl Hata it's not it's not bidi evad that case. It's you are La allowed to move a Krishna Rahtata from the top of muqsa if you want to use the item. Right? That's lakhathilah. So your question would only apply if you have a bidi evad tiltal of a double shrimrahthulhatta. In a in a way that it would be mutilathlah lakh there there's no shaira. Lachira, lachira. Unle- uh, ca- unless you, unless you might end up moving the muksa item that it's on top of, um, lachira. If you do it by the lachira, that that'll be better. Yeah. Can I ask another question, please? Can I Can you Can Yes. If the pot hasn't been used, can you move that pot back to its place? If, 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 if you want to use the place where it is, or you get satisfaction by the fact that your saibu is tidy, that will be mutta. There's nothing to do whether the pot has previously had food in or not. That's correct. That's correct. That's just the example we gave, but you're 100% correct. I can now be on me? Yeah. You yeah. yeah. I can now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I know what you're talking about, yes. Sounds quite a personal side of this, but okay. Sounds quite a personal shite of this, but okay. Okay. Go on. Yes. A catheterizer, are you talking about? Yes, yes. Yeah. No, well, what's the shaida? Why, why is a catheter muxa? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, of no Shavas, doesn't they? Of course a catheter has used on Shavas. Yeah, no problem. Why, not? You, why you, you, not? It's needed for a medical purpose, correct? correct. Yeah, totally mutter. Okay. I mean, if if, if, you, if you're might see dumb through through the process of it, then you'd have a different shaida, which has nothing to do with mukhsa. Yeah, right guys.